Welcome to the Tim Fowler Show, where production is paramount and we discuss the tools, time, and people associated with getting jobs done and making a profit. On today's episode of the Tim Fowler Show, we will be talking about missed marketing opportunities in production with the help of special guest Spencer Powell of Builder Funnel, Colorado Springs, Colorado. Alongside Tim Fowler, I'm your co-host, Steve Wheeler. Here is the Tim Fowler Show. Hey, everyone. Tim Fowler here, and welcome to this edition of the Tim Fowler Show. So uh, keep those ideas coming. Really appreciate everybody. Uh, sending me some info and ideas for the show. Uh, I received one last week uh, on uh, how do you get people to do daily planning. So we're actually going to do two episodes on that. One from a very uh, uh, project manager that has a very big project. And we'll talk about the complexities of, in fact, it's a three-year project. And then what about more normal remodeling projects? We're going to have them on a little later after that. So keep those ideas coming. So today we're talking about marketing. Okay, don't turn off the podcast. You're still in the right place. Uh, just a little background information here. And as many of you know, I've done a lot of seminars all over the country. And quite often I'll have a room full of production people, you know, lead carpenters, project managers, production managers. And at some point in the program, I'll, I'll, I'll ask this question. So everybody in the room that's a salesperson, raise your hand. And of course, there's, there's like, you know, one or two business owners in there and they very reluctantly, you know, raise their hands up. And then what I'll do is I'll say, okay, now everybody in the room, raise your right hand and repeat after me. And you'll see all these funny faces that are like, what's going on? I, I don't want him. I don't want to say something I shouldn't say. And so they'll reluctantly raise up their right hands. And then I'll say, repeat after me, I am a salesperson. And then there's this like little Twitter in the background. I go, no, no, you got to do it louder than that. I am a salesperson. I finally get them all going and we have a good laugh. And the point is made. Everybody sitting in that room is a salesperson for their company. And I've been, you know, really trying to uh, get a handle on like, okay, how else do those people impact a company? And I think the same thing's true. Everybody in a company is in marketing in some way. And so we really wanted to uh, get our guest on today and, and just, uh, they focus and specialize in marketing, but the emphasis is going to be like, what about the production team? How do they play into this? So, Steve, let's get right to it. Yeah, let's do it. So, Spencer Powell started Builder Funnel as a division of his father's direct mail company in 2010 and spun that out into its own company after years scaling it up. One of the biggest accomplishments of Builder Funnel has been the company helping 100 plus remodelers improve their digital marketing programs and become less reliant on word of mouth and referral leads. Welcome to the show, Spencer. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Glad to be here. Hey, so um, I know we, do, we try hard not to make this a commercial for, for companies, but I do want you to tell everybody, you know, what is Builder Funnel and um, I guess what, you know, 
I'm not a marketing guy, so I kind of want to know, like, what gets you so excited about this marketing stuff? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I appreciate you asking. So we're a digital marketing agency, and our sole focus is really helping the construction space, uh, namely a lot of remodelers, get more performance out of their websites. So we've really seen this shift in the way people shop and buy. And as you guys know, we all go to Google and we start looking up questions and all these different things. And so we want people to find you guys. You know, we want them to find your website and contact you and, and really try to drive your own leads. So that's where we come in. And I guess to answer the second part of your question, <laughs> what, what gets me excited about all this? Um, it's definitely morphed over the years, but lately it's... Um, I, I kind of think about it this way is that the power of the internet has really given the small guy more leverage against the big guy. And so I, I love a good underdog story. And uh, the way I see it is you can be a company of one and you can beat out a company of 100 if you do a better job online, creating content, educating your customer. And that's really true. You know, I, I saw it even just for, for myself in some of our early websites and our own marketing is if you did a good job creating content, attracting your audience, you could beat these big companies that just were ignoring the internet. And, and it's shifting a little. Big companies have, yeah. have dove in, but uh, it's still <laughs> very true. And so I, I just, I think it's fun. I think it's exciting. It's always changing. There's something different, you know, almost weekly, but definitely monthly in the digital space. And so, yeah, I get excited about it. Okay, cool. All right. So I want to just start with a really general question. And uh, we had another uh, fellow on a few, few weeks back from uh, Guild Quality, and we talked about this same thing. But how do you define the client experience? Because it seems to me, ultimately, that the way a production person really does impact marketing, at least to some degree, is the experience that the client has. So how would you kind of define that in, in, a, in a way that's positive, obviously, for the marketing? Yeah, it, it's interesting because I take it back all the way to the first touch. You know, so their first interaction, that prospect with your company, whether that was seeing you on Facebook or they saw a job sign, you know, on, on one of your other sites or they saw a truck or they heard you on the radio or a friend told them about you, you know, right. all, all those different ways that starts the client experience. And then every impression they have up, up until the sale, that's starting that experience. And then when we're, when we're really getting into production, it's production's job to say, okay, we have to deliver on the promise that marketing and sales made before we close the deal. And so that's what I think, you know, we're going to dive into a little deeper today, but really it's, it's that very first touch till forever because they could come back and be a repeat customer or they could share, you know, spread the word and, and bring more people back. So it's kind of everything. <laughs> okay. So I can, you know, when I do these podcasts, I hear guests say things and then I think, then I, I hear, in the back of my mind, the chorus saying, what about this? And yeah. so I'm just sitting here listening to all these production people say, but they make unrealistic promises I can't keep. So how, what do you think about this idea of how, how does production and sales uh, work together to create realistic expectations or expectations that 
the production team can actually hit. And, and I, you know, te- I tend to side with production, uh, honestly, but I do know that there are times when we can try a little harder to do what our sales team tells us to do, right? But how do we get, the, how do we bridge that gap? Because it's almost always there. Any, any thoughts on that? Yeah, it, it's a really good question. And I think a couple of things come to mind. One is regular communication between sales and marketing. I, I like to lump sales and marketing together as one revenue team because they're really right. responsible for bringing in revenue. And then you got the production team or the delivery team. And so on one side, sales and marketing, they're saying, well, this is what we're hearing from prospects. When we lose a deal, here's why. You know. And then on the delivery side, you're saying, yeah, but when you promise X, then when we don't deliver, then what kind of experience does that create? And it's really, it's really a back and forth. And so I think all the time you're trying to blend what's possible, what's realistic from a production standpoint, and then what's going to set us apart in the marketing and sales process. And, and I think it's ongoing because it evolves, the marketplace evolves, new technology systems, those can make things more efficient, you know? So, um, but I think, you know, having some regular cadence, whether it's, monthly, quarterly, what have you. Hey, let's check in. What are all the, the sticking points that we're hitting in on both sides and yeah. talk through it and then, you know, move forward. Yeah. I think, I think one of the biggest killers is uh, this thing where an idea comes up and then somebody just so fast says, Oh, we can't do that. Or right. we'll never get another job if we say that or something like that, instead of going like, well, that's a good idea. Let's see if we can make it work. And if we can make it work, if we can sell it, then we'll go. Or production has to be willing to say, you know what? Uh, we want to make sure you get the jobs. So, you know, I'm, I'm willing to take a little heat in order to keep my job going uh, down the road. All right. So I guess let's I don't know, you call it a little bit negative here. Let's, let's just talk about some of the things that production might do that the client would see as a negative sort of marketing thing. What is it that a client would, you know, if, they, if, if we in production do them, you would see as sort of those top tier things like don't do these things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. A few things come to mind. I mean, one is uh, just lack of communication. I think, you know, if you think about things like missing a deadline, you know, or a milestone or something that you're trying to hit, well, that can a lot of times be alleviated if you're communicating up to the point and you can kind of see that you're going to miss it and then confirming, Hey, but this is what we're doing to, you know, move things along or we'll catch back up later, whatever it is. But communication, I think will carry you through anything that maybe little mistakes or mishaps or just stuff that comes up as a normal part of the process that maybe you can't avoid. And so I think that's the big one that comes to mind is how do you communicate effectively, regularly, and in a way, I mean, that's what they're kind of paying for is just like, I want to know what's going on. I want to know that everything's (laughs) going to be okay. You know, and I think, you know, diving in a little bit deeper, a couple other things that come to mind would just be, um, you know, if you, are showing up on the the job site late, you know, or um, I don't know, as I started thinking about all these things, it all comes back to communication because I think that's such a big one, but I think you can, um, you can see mistakes or like, 
dirty job sites or, you know, those types of things, they all just leave this little impression with that customer going and they, they get to the end of that day and they can see the progress um, or they get to the end of that week and they're like, Oh, but what's going on here? That just, this isn't feeling good. And it's just a feeling they have, but that starts to, to add up. And so I think, uh, you know, it's presentation of, you know, the team that's there, the, the way you interact with the client, you know, you're always positive and upbeat. If you kind of have negative, you know, negative attitude or you're, uh, defensive or those types of things. I think those all play into it and they can leave that negative impression. All right. Yeah. I think, you know, I, I do, and it's a little, little bit of a setup for you to say, give me three because communication is the thing, you know, there's all those little things. But what I try to tell people often is that, you know, uh, a lot of things, the really good builders and remodelers are already doing keep a, keep a good clean job site, you know, uh, try to stay on schedule, but the communication thing is tough for people. So I think that's a, that's a big one. So let's be real positive here. Obviously communication <laughs> yeah, is more my style. <laughs> yeah. Communication is, is the big thing. And you've really hit that in terms of from the negative side, but what other kinds of things can the production team do proactively? And I say proactively because some of this stuff is not second nature for us, right? Like, People, people say often, like, I keep people's house the way I do if I'm working on my own house. And I just shudder because on my house, it doesn't matter. It's just me, right? And so I, maybe it's not second nature for me to do something. But maybe what are some proactive things that production can do that will positively impact the marketing side of the company? Yeah, honestly, I think, uh, you know, obviously communication on the positive side is, is right. a good thing, but showing up, uh, I think in, in branded, you know, apparel, you look professional, it's clean, you've washed it, you know, um, and then same with the job site, trying to keep that, you know, clean, tidy, organized, you know, and, and we understand there's going to be somewhat of a mess and it's not going to look like, uh, you know, a finished, finished home or finished kitchen, but yeah, I think those are all those things that on the flip side, leave that positive impression. I like thinking about what are some ways you can delight the customer? So can I, can I take a, a little extra step, go, yeah. go the extra mile, whether that's, you know, you overheard a conversation about them mentioning their favorite X and you just, oh, I just brought this along today. I heard you talking about it. You know, maybe it was a, you know, it's a $10 gift card to their favorite restaurant or, you know, it could be small. Um, that leaves a really lasting impression, or maybe it's a weekly wrap up email or a daily wrap up. Like, Hey, I'm not leaving the job site until I've either given them an update via phone, text, email, whatever project management tool you're using, just saying, here's where we're at. Here's the next step. You know, all those little things, they often take three, five minutes, something like that. But those are the things that maybe they aren't expecting. And so if you go beyond the expectation, suddenly you start to flip things from negative or neutral to positive very quickly. It almost sounds like uh, that this whole thing is, we got to stop just thinking about building things and we have to listen and kind of like, who are these people and what makes them click and what gets them excited and those kinds of things because most of us, you know, all right, we're here. Let's, you know, tear it apart and put it back together. 
but we're not really listening uh, to you know who that client is and that seems to be what you're talking about like what is it that gets their motor running and how can we you know feed that motor a little bit absolutely i mean and you could, if you sat down for you know 15 minutes with a couple of people on your team you'd think of a bunch of little things you could do i was like hey if they have little kids maybe you show up halfway through the project with a little toy hammer and a measuring tape and say like hey this is what we're we're doing and we're helping remodel like Oh man, can you imagine how, you know, how the reaction that would get? And it's yeah. so small. I mean, you could buy those in bulk on Amazon or at your local store and just have them. And then the production team can just grab a couple like halfway through the project and bring them by. Um, so yeah, I, I think about all these companies that have really been built on word of mouth and referral. And you think about the, the reason why that is, and it's because you deliver a positive experience. And so think about all the referrals that you're not getting. And if you just did a couple more of these things, how much more likely is somebody to talk about their remodeler that brought a couple of toys for their kids than the remodeler that even if you're just doing a good job communicating, like that's a tangible thing that, you know, goes into their mind and they can, they can pass along as a story or an example. Or think about those stories. They're sitting up on the mantle and and the neighbors come by and goes like, what's that? You know, and they oh, you wouldn't believe you what happened. That that's another. That's the way I see it. It's it, it's a tangible that somebody can see after the fact too. Absolutely, yeah. So I think all those stories are are really powerful that you create. Are you worried about the future of your business? Are you stuck? and unsure about what step to take next? Do you have any doubts about your ability to lead through this crisis? Whether it's business, finance, or production, we have the experienced professional coaches standing by to help you and your team battle through these uncertain times. To learn more about our coaching program and to schedule a free 15-minute consultation with our head coach, Doug Howard, visit remodelercoach.com today. Now back to the show. So Spencer, I really like, I mean, obviously communication is huge. And, you know, when I was in business, I would call if I thought I was going to be one minute late. It was just, that was very important to me. So, you know, and I think that the core values of a business and as you grow, you want your employees to always have the customer front of mind, but is there maybe like a marketing core values where we can always have our employees thinking about these types of things? Yeah, great question. And before I answer it, I want to talk about your one minute late phone call. (laughs) Uh, Because when I was in high school, I had a a friend and when we'd be going to like, hey, we're going to go grab some lunch or go to the movies or whatever. And, and he would he would call or he would text if he was going to be two minutes late and say, hey, I'm running two minutes later, three, it was very, it was always very specific, but it stuck with me. And I really appreciate it. I'm like, great. Cause it's the worst to just be, you're waiting at the door. Or you're like, you got something else you're trying to do, uh, you know, for the homeowner and they're going, okay, he's going to be one minute late. Like I, I yeah. know what situation I'm in. So I love that. Um, back to your original question. I think from a marketing perspective, we follow what's called the inbound marketing methodology. And you know, we won't talk about the first few phases. The, the final phase is the delight phase. We actually call it that. And so if you think about that, uh, you know, we're not trying to attract a customer, we're not trying to convert them like the salesman close. 
we're really just trying to delight this person because we know if we delight them, they're going to tell their friends and bring back two, three, four more people. And so if you just think about in every interaction, whether it's, you know, an email, a phone call, you're on the job site, how can I add a little bit extra? How could I delight this person? So what Tim said was, hey, we're not just focused on being builders or doing this project and hitting the milestones. Like that's kind of table stakes, right? That's what everyone's doing. So what are you doing that's just a little bit beyond that? Boom, you'll start to separate yourself. Yeah, I just, just you know, almost every po- podcast we do, there's like this epiphany for me. And I've never thought about this, but I think what we're trying to say right here is that your marketing plan has to include production. And I'm afraid most everybody out there, it stops with, you know, now we got some leads coming in, right? And the plan has to have production in it in in order for it to work effectively. Oh my, I'm just so excited. Well, well, uh, Tim, now you're, you're thinking, so here's my, my concept I'll throw out there and, and maybe people will think I'm crazy for it, but you've got your traditional, you got marketing sales, and then you got production, you have accounting, you have all your departments. Right. I actually think marketing kind of sits, you know, across all of those, because even right. if you think about bills and statements going out, could that person add a little more to that email, a little flavor, a little fun you know, something that just leaves a positive impression versus just here it is, you know, processed, you know. And uh, so I, I just think about the whole experience, you know, like we started at the beginning of the podcast from top to bottom forever. Every touch, every interaction is is an impression. And so can you can you make it a positive one? Yeah, that's so cool. So we communicated a little bit before we got on to record this podcast. And and uh, you had mentioned something about uh, creating content. How can production create content for the marketing team? So again, not separating them. I just love this concept of not separating so much. But what, what, are, what are your thoughts on that? How, what can the production team do that actually creates what we would call content for the marketing team? Huge opportunity. Yeah, I, I see it. It's, it's one of the most challenging. And I think just because typically, there hasn't been this discussion of how are we all involved in marketing, and then certain right. people have a sales role, and certain people have a production role, and cer- certain people have an accounting role. And so if you think about the production team, they're in one of the best positions to create content, or at least create ideas for content, because they have the most interaction with the customer. So they know the pains, they know the conversations, they know the little things the customer is saying that they care about. And even if it doesn't help delight that customer, if you learn some insight from that customer, that's insight that will apply to future customers that you could be pulling into you. And so uh, just from a tactical standpoint, you're on the job site, you have a smartphone, you can take photos, you can take video, you could go selfie style and just flip the phone around and say, Hey, you know, today we're working on X, you know, and here's what we're doing. Here's why this step is super important in the process. Hope this was helpful or interesting. Those kind of casual videos are great for social media. Maybe they're not going to be the polished video you put on your website, but they're great for creating that content that does get you in front of people on social media. And, and you don't even have to post it, right? You could just 
quickly shoot it takes 30 seconds 60 seconds forward it to the marketing team forward it to whoever can post it and just write up a little one sentence and then marketing can take it and post it but that's that kind of you know working together that you can see hey you're boots on the ground in the environment but we need to showcase this to other people that aren't working with us right now um, and so I, I think the content opportunities from a video and photo standpoint are almost endless I mean if you were just doing that a couple of times a week, you'd have a ton more content you could be pushing out. Yeah. So I just added one more thing to my debrief at the end of a project. And I think this is like, again, it makes so much sense, but I just never thought about it was this idea of the lead carpenter or a project manager reporting back, like what were the client's pains? What were the things that, that um, if we, you know, do a better job with this could be part of the marketing or sales. You, you, you can be watching out for this in terms of the sales process and getting, because we focus on the budget and the schedule and the things that went wrong, but we aren't tending to, and, and my goal is for that debrief to be improving the process all the way along. But I, again, never thought of it from a marketing standpoint. So this is a, this is a cool idea to bring that in like at the end of a project. Yeah. And I mean, as you start to get used to doing this, I mean, maybe it's just as you notice it, it's going in the notes. So every week, yeah. oh, this happened, I'll just add it in the notes and then you review it all at the end. But some yep. of the stuff you tend to forget as you move along. And so, right. uh, but I love, I love that concept because that kind of ties into, hey, if you're meeting monthly or quarterly, you can pull these ideas and that becomes fodder for that discussion. Like, Hey, I noticed this, the client was pumped when we did this. It was so easy. Let's add this to our checklist to make sure we're doing it every project, you know, because they were really thrilled with it. Yeah, I can see a, um, a, like one of those little videos that somebody does and it gets a lot of response. And then you can say, okay, we want to do some more like that. I remember visiting with a contractor client in Seattle and they had a, a like a, a seminar for potential clients and they showed a video of something that was second nature to me as a production guy but that's what the clients focused on they said that was a cool video and they really uh if they sold anything that day it was because they had that video and i it, it and i've told a lot of people about that and it's really impressed me that that's the kind of thing that gets people do you know so. do you know why that is tim no i, I don't Actually, I, I mean, I guess I don't know for sure, but I have a guess. And it's okay. because it's your, everyone that's listening, everything you do every day, it's your normal knowledge. Right. It's, just, it's regular. It's day to day. You do it all the time. Your customers almost never do this or right. they, they never will. And this may be the one project or one of a few. And so it's cool. It's exciting. It's different. Maybe they're an accountant and this is totally, you know, out <laughs> of their realm, you know? And so I always think about, Sometimes we get caught up in thinking, man, I have to share something that's like so amazing or, or you, you just think what you know is normal and everyone knows it, but they don't. They actually have no idea. And so if you just start sharing regular day-to-day -day stuff, you're going to hit on tons of things that people are like, whoa, that's cool. And you're like, oh, I right. do this, you know, four times a month, you know? Right. So, yeah. So Spencer, I don't want to get too deep into the social media weeds, but you've got a couple different 
uh, things at play when you have maybe older employees in the field who are not on social media or as adept, and then you have younger folks that maybe have their own personal social media. So how do you uh, introduce this to the team and say, hey, start one under Builder Funnel or, or the company at hand? Uh, and then do you put in guidelines? I, I mean, I know you, you have a content schedule that you have, but, you know, stay away from this. To, you know, how, how do you do that? And then also kind of getting people that are not as adept into it. Uh, yeah, good question. I, I look at it as, you know, the company should always have company social media profiles. Yes. So you have your Facebook, your Instagram, etc. Then within the personal realm, I feel like that's kind of up to the individual. Do they want to use their individual profile for work and for personal? Or do they just want to keep it personal? And so the policy that we've kind of used is however much you want to use that personal profile for is up to you because it's their profile. So I think the easiest way to start is by saying, hey, whether you have social media or not, whether you care about it or not, it would be awesome if you were taking a photo or a quick video, even if you don't want to be on camera, just point at something and talk behind it and then send it to marketing or send it to whoever will post it through the company pages. And, and if people don't want to be featured, you know, then that's a whole another discussion. You kind of, well, that's probably getting too deep in the weeds, but I think generally that's the, the approach that I like, which is the company pages are fair game. Everything can go through the company pages. And then if individuals kind of want to build their own personal brand, uh, like we have a couple of people at our company that want to kind of build and elevate their personal brand. Great. Let's start sharing content through that. And they'll share their own specific content through that profile. And it benefits everybody. It benefits the individual. It benefits the company. Um, and it, yeah, I think that's a, a really great thing if people want to take that initiative. So maybe just a quick follow-up because I'm the only person on this podcast with gray hair. Um, how, would, uh, how would you get the, you know, somebody that's in their mid-50s or early 60s that's still working for you? Any ideas on that? Just to, Because I think you're right. I mean, I've done this so many times. It's like, just get it done, you know, be done with this stuff, you know, whereas I, I'm not thinking like, wow, this would be cool to show in a video. So any thoughts on how to get some of us older guys kind of keyed into that? Yeah, I think a couple of things. One is it's really important to talk about why it's important to get involved, Yeah, you know, because if, if the connection there isn't made, everything else is just tactics and it's not going to work. And so I think, talking about, hey, this is one of the really powerful new ways of marketing. And it's not really new anymore. It's been around for a right. decade or more. Sure. Um, but hey, you know this customer that we just did this project for that was really awesome? Well, they found us on Facebook or they found us on Instagram. You know, it would be great to find more awesome customers like that. And one of the ways that really helps us do that is sharing content. So okay. Hey, the goal is every week we're going to try to shoot a quick video and just point it at what you're doing, talk for 30 seconds, explain, you know, your normal knowledge, and then just shoot that off to, to the marketing team. So I think okay. making that connection of, of why is really important. And then I think the tactical element behind that is just saying, Hey, as a, a goal for production, we want to generate 
X pieces of content per week. You could start really low, make it super easy, set the bar way down here until you start making that a habit and then provide five or six examples. What is content? It's right. a photo. It's a short video. You know, um, maybe you can get a photo with the client, you know, and say, Hey, we're in the middle of the mess today and, you know, <laughs> click and, but we're having fun, you know, and, and maybe provide just four or five of those examples. So then they're going, okay, this week I need to get two pieces of content. Here's what content looks like. Okay. I can do that. That'll take five or 10 minutes out of my whole week. Yeah. Well, uh, this is just so cool. And I hope everybody that's listening, you know, kind of gets my excitement about this stuff because again, I've spent most of my, you know, construction career in production, never really ever thought about it in terms of marketing, except for my own, when I had my own business, obviously I'm thinking about it that way, but maybe just, a, I think you maybe already covered this, but just as a last kind of thing, like what can the business owners do just to help the, keep their staff thinking like I'm part of marketing, I'm part of marketing, I'm part of marketing. Yeah. Well, I, I hate to beat a dead horse, but I mean, communication <laughs> yeah. is really it. And so if, I, I think if you have a regular meeting, whether it's weekly or monthly, where you kind of either with production or with the whole company, just um, if you're going through certain sections of the business, when you get to marketing or when you get to production kind of talking about those elements and saying hey on the marketing side these are our goals and hey production like it really helps fuel the fire if we could get x y and z you know and and i think the more you can showcase hey this customer came from social media or came from our website because some of this content they create can go on the website social media anywhere and so i think the more that that's communicated they'll start hearing oh, wow, all these customers are coming from online and what fuels online? It's content. And so that becomes, I think, the sticking point for people as they go, okay, this is, this is really important stuff. This is where, it's, where the customers are coming from. <laughs> so, so cool. Well, to say thank you is kind of an understatement right here. Uh, and I, I do, uh, again, we're not uh, pushing any particular brands out here but uh spencer if you just let everybody know how they can reach you if they want to uh and uh, i will just take a minute to say that i've heard such great things about you know what you've done for companies and i uh, i think people that need marketing may give you a call but just give us an idea how do we reach you and then we'll be signing off cool yeah i really appreciate it and uh easiest way is just go to builderfunnel.com and you can find out how to contact us there, but we have tons of free resources. So if you got a couple of ideas from the show today, like poke around, like even if you just get a ton of free stuff, like that's great. We're just trying, <laughs> we're just trying to help as many people as we can. So uh, builderfunnel.com is just the easiest and best way. Well, thank you so much for being here today. Again, I'm excited about this. I'm psyched. Uh, I've learned a couple of things and, uh, that's pretty good for a 62-year-old guy. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Thanks, guys. I appreciate right. you having me on. Thank you, Spencer. Tim, we have had over 100-plus episodes, and it always comes back to communication. That's a big takeaway for me. Um, I love the just what he talked about, about having a cadence. And then, you know, it's, it's also – the whole process, it's about impressions, the interactions, and then my favorite really was, it's your job to delight. Yeah, and I, I uh, you know, again, 
I've been talking about this idea of, hey, we're all in this together and, you know, let's work to help each other for, I don't know how many years now, many, many years. And I just really like that concept of getting everybody to say, you know, hey, I'm part of the marketing, uh, if I can use the word funnel, and I can, uh, I'm part of it, and I have something that I can really contribute to whether I stay in say working or not because quite often we're the production teams just sitting there kind of waiting to hear about like what's the next job you know yeah. am i going to have a job in three months am i going to have work instead yeah. of being actively engaged in that in conversation but also then i really like right toward the end there we're talking about the idea that bringing back examples and saying hey this job was sold because tim posted a video of him, you know, setting a kitchen cabinet. Like, who cares? You know, <laughs> it's like we do that so much. But some client said, wow, that's really cool. Potential client called us and now we have a job. And, and tying all that together, I think, is a huge, huge thing. Yeah, and it, it plays into what we've talked about endlessly with uh, having the production team, you know, just knowing the budget, knowing the numbers and how they can move the needle, how they're yeah. a big a part of a bigger machine. And marketing is, you know, the biggest machine, marketing and sales. Without yeah. that, we don't have work. Yeah, and I, I just want to, I said it in the middle of the podcast, but I want to reemphasize if you're listening to this and production isn't part of your marketing plan, rewrite the marketing plan. I, I just, that for me was like the big boom that went off because uh, drop the mic, whatever the new thing is, right? It, it, just, it just hit me that I don't think I've ever seen a marketing plan that travels all the way through the production of the job. So go back how does your team fit into marketing make it happen and enjoy the benefits of it great well once again we would like to thank spencer powell for joining us today and we always want to thank you for listening to another episode of the tim fowler show and remember at the tim fowler show we're working hard to eliminate it is what it is from your vocabulary this has been another episode of the tim fowler show want to hire tim and fast track your growth Visit remodelersadvantage.com slash consulting to learn more. And if you'd like more information about Roundtables, our world-class peer advisory program, please send me an email at steve at remodelersadvantage.com. And of course, don't forget to subscribe to the show and comment on iTunes. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.